You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your top-down, wind-in-your-hair, Saturday morning automotive thrill ride. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but right now, love us on Zoomer Radio. How was that? That was pretty strong, Al. I, I can't that. compete with the cars running outside, though. No, they're loud. Well, i got to bring hearing protection. I didn't bring it again today, and right. they're loud. Well, you know, just take your headset back with you. I could, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I could, but I'm not going to. Well, what's going on is the Honda Indy. Honda Indy, and it's it's walking distance from the studio, which makes it really awesome for me. And uh, also joining us this morning is PC Sean Shapiro. Good morning. Good morning, Sean. And uh, we, uh, we we did the planes, trains, and automobiles kind of thing to, to get over here from the track. I was there to watch the race this morning, and then uh, Sean and I found a very convoluted but interesting way to get to the studio this morning. So he's actually working two jobs today. Yes, double yes, duty. Double duty. Yeah, yeah. you've got a big presence at the show. It's been fantastic. We've got a, uh, a number of our, our historic vehicles, mm-hmm. uh, an 88 uh, Plymouth. You know, we've got we've got what is now a classic car. It is a 2011 Crown Victoria. Uh, we've got <laughs> we now ha- we have one of our motorcycles from the Motor Squad, and of course we have a current vehicle along with a command post. So it's been great. Kids are coming by. We've got lots of uh, stuff to give and to talk about. We're having fun. Great, and so it's great exposure. You know, and 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 you know, you know, always want to get the, the the public warm and comfortable. You know, not thinking of you always as the big bruiser guy that you got to look out for but 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 you're there to help people you're a safety officer well that, that's the whole thing we're there to educate we're there to uh to explain whatever they need of course this is ask a traffic cop live and in person mm-hmm. yeah and and of course at this point you have lots of fans lot you get lots of recognition it, which it is, is this got to be the strangest thing right it's awesome uh, not only do we have our online uh, people who who are on tiktok we have over six hundred twenty-five thousand followers now on tiktok wow but but i had uh, somebody come by and she says are you sean shapiro and i said why yes i am she goes i listen to you on jerry a on Newstock 1010. I'm like, that's me. <laughs> All right, let me let me stop you for a second. We're going to give out the phone numbers because they are a lot, lines are open today. And if you've got a question for Sean or for uh, Brian or myself, by all means, 416-360-0740. Again, 416-360-0740. Toll free if you're out of the uh, the big GTA here, one 740 4740 Again, one 740 4740 Now, uh, but we're not going to do any of the, the, the texting or any of that stuff. I mean, my, you got, your thing is on all the time anyways. Well, yeah, Monday to Friday from 10 to 11, we go live and take questions. But we're always answering questions and comments that come into our, our, our platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some that came in over the weekend. Maybe we'll use those later. If we yeah, yeah, I think I think so. And also uh, joining us is Amy Bradley from Wayfair Insurance. Where yes. Where is Amy this morning? Amy is at Lagoon City. Where's Lagoon City? Uh, near Aurelia. It's about okay. it's about twenty minutes away. Okay. It, it's it's on the shores of Lake Kuchiching. Kuchiching, yes. Um, 
Uh, actually, I was up in Aurelia the other day, or last weekend, we saw Burton Cummings' great show. Uh, you've, been, you've been busy this week. I have been busy. It's been all music, and it, it's been fun. And uh, and tonight, I'm going to a, a private party where there's a, a famous guy going to be playing, so I'm all excited about that, too. Can, can you say uh, which famous guy? I will say his name. His name is Prakash John, mm-hmm. and he's older than me, so he's way older than you. Um <laughs> Who played sure? with? Who, oh, he played with Alice Cooper. He played, but he's a local guy. Oh, uh, yes, I've heard this name before. Yes, yes yeah, yes. and and he's got a younger son, young guy named Jordan John, and they've got a great R and B kind of band, and uh, they're playing his private party. I'm going to. So right, that's, that's I'm be so fun. excited. That's going to be fun, Al. Exactly, and, and then I'm jammed twice this week too. So there you go. Nice. Yeah, you play a musical instrument. Not I, I. I attempted drums. I have a five-piece kit in my basement uh, that 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 collect dust primarily. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I I tried to go that way, and it it, it didn't it didn't take. <laughs> Good to know. Put them on Kijiji. You get you can sell them in a minute. I bet. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break, and uh, afterwards we're going to come back with Sean and Brian. Of course, we got all kinds of great things to talk about. And again, if you've got a call, you're more than welcome to ask Sean a question. Um, he's doing the the legalese stuff. We're going to be doing the car kind the of car stuff. stuff. We got Four, that handled. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Give us a call right now. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and PC Sean Shapiro. So it's a it's a fun show here this morning. <laughs> exactly, and, um, and 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 we were talking about questions that ourselves that we I mean we drive on the street all the time. Yeah, I, well, I don't pay attention anymore. Well, appar- apparently a lot of other people don't too. And we were asking, of <laughs> the, course, this is the thing: if you've driven downtown recently or uh. wherever, at, when you get to an intersection, a lot of times now you'll see these white plastic poles. Mm-hmm. And Brian, you told me in your neighborhood, people just knock them over. Oh, they've been they've been driven over by everything. Uh, you know, in in my neighborhood, there's construction vehicles, there's transport trucks, there you know, there's the food service trucks, of course. And these things get driven over all the time. The the one that's closest to my house, mm-hmm. I think two of them are missing so far. But I do have to say, there's a reason for them at that particular intersection because it wasn't that long ago that a, that a woman was actually killed by a, a transport truck. And it's because it's 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 a visibility thing. So when, when those poles are there, it does force larger trucks to, to make a, a wider turn so mm-hmm. they do have some visibility. But unfortunately, that's that's what happened in my neighborhood. I mean, I guess it's all part of traffic calming, trying to get people to chill, slow down, and watch where you're going, eh, Sean? Well, they're doing studies to try and figure out how they can better protect vulnerable road users. And changing the approach angle on some of these intersections is the way to do it. Forcing you to come out farther before you can begin your turn is is going to make it that, uh, that you see things. Uh, what we will be a big problem I see is the, are the folks who decide to make right turns on reds without coming to a stop. There seems oh, to be an epidemic of this. Yes, I, it, it was never like this ten years ago. No. I, I don't think it was. And now I watch car after car approaching a red light and just running it. In fact, I did a podcast episode with the City of Toronto uh, Automated Enforcement Group, mm-hmm. and they they told me about one guy who got four tickets driving around the block waiting for somebody. He just kept running that red light, making the right turn. So he got four in one shot. Wow! I, well done. It's absolutely true. I mean, I don't. A lot of times people don't even slow down. Well, stop stop signs too. I make a complete stop. I also drive the speed limit. I know it's shocking, but I do it. Uh, and and I can't get over how many people don't follow the basic, simple, beginner part. The 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 the, the epitome of traffic safety starts mm-hmm. with stop signs, red lights, and and not speeding. I I, kind of, I you know I had to shake my head yesterday. I was driving, and and the guy makes what I thought was an illegal left turn from the right lane, but in fact, no, he was making a U turn. <laughs> Like it was an advanced light. He's going from the wrong lane. And I went, what the? I, I, I couldn't believe it. But but what I think is that people see 
the the crazy stuff that other guys are doing and going. I didn't know you could do that, and and then they adopt that same method of driving. I well, you know, Al, I don't. I take I've taken a new position okay. in the last few years. I think people are there. A lot of drivers when they're doing dumb stuff, they are outright ignorant for the most part. Right, and and maybe a small portion of that is just downright selfish, and that's it. And I don't, I don't think there's any real conscious thought going on with a lot of these drivers. Oh, 100%. I will give you a great example. Okay. Very recently, like a couple of days ago, uh, we had to go through a closed road. Police vehicle, turn on the lights mm-hmm. and go through. Mm-hmm. And I look behind us and there's two people following us. Stop the car, get out to talk to the people who are following us. Why, what are you doing? You're, stop, you're, you're going through a, a closed road following a police car. Why? Well, the car in front of me did it. Well, that, and that is why, that is why when a truck is making a left turn... And the light has already been changed. Yes. There's three more cars behind him, and I'm going, what are they doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just oh, yeah. crazy. And, they, and I go, well, I couldn't see because there was a truck. You, 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 this is, again, a basic concept of traffic safety is to drive. And driving isn't just pressing the gas and going. It is a part of paying attention to the road around you, what's going on, being switched on and focused on the task at hand. It's amazing. We're driving something, and it's inherently dangerous to be driving something that has an engine, that has you know, a big square cage around you, and could hurt people if they hit you, mm-hmm. or vice versa. Actually, I was talking to my wife yesterday on the phone, and next thing I know, she's on the horn. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> cursing this person. I went, honey, like, just chill, eh? She says, well, the light changed. And then I said, well, they're on their phone. Give them a break. <laughs> <laughs> they got bigger fish to fry right now. There's something going on at home. No, and that, that's the thing. Oh, please, please, please. They're on their phone 24-7. It, oh, it, oh, they, yeah. they never park it. It, it, you always see when you're driving, it's it's the idiot in the passing lane who's holding up traffic, who's on the phone. Oh, yes. It's like, you want to do that, you know, to pull over or, or park or, or just stay in the curb lane. Just stay out of my way. Well, or, well, no. or, you know, park the car and take an Uber. <laughs> right, exactly. Some people just shouldn't drive. Yes. No question about it. No question about it. All right, you said uh, you've got a writing question there. I have a question that came in, and it's in relation to... Cars that go backwards. Uh, this was Ash who wrote to me, and he said, uh, I was standing on a red light. I don't know how you stand on a red light. I guess he was stopped for a, a red stop, light. Yeah. Uh, and the car in front decided to move backwards. It was almost uh, about to hit, but didn't hit. He wanted to know who would be responsible in that situation. And, it, you know, that that's a common question in relation to uh, uh, manual vehicles because most right. of them don't have that hill holder feature and yes. you'll slide back a bit. Yep. So so two things can be true at once. One, you could be too close and may have made that uh, more more of an issue than it would have been mm-hmm. otherwise. But ultimately, if you're not moving and they are, they're responsible for the movement of their vehicle and they'd be responsible if they were backing into you. Mm-hmm. But, I've got a, a real-life example of that. A friend of mine uh, had a Ferrari and was at an intersection and the uh, the gentleman in front in, you know, some Toyota something put it in reverse, drove straight into the front oh. of his Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not good. Oh, no. And, of course, you like it, there's no way around it. Repairing a Ferrari is expensive. But, it's you know, it's going to come down to a he said, she said, or he said, he dash said. Dash cam. You know? Dash cam. Yes. Right. Everyone okay. should own a dash cam. I, I, I agree with this, and although I, I also contend most people who have dash cams need them pointed at themselves. <laughs> yes. I, so, quick story. I did an investigation or was involved in an investigation where, where someone was hit and ultimately killed, which is horrible. Yeah. Um, one person called. They weren't involved in the collision, but they had some evidence. Oh, yeah. Unbeknownst to them, that camera was also pointed at themselves, the driver. So, they, they had great evidence of what happened, which was very, very wonderful. But they also had them driving a very large truck on their phone the entire time. So, um, it, you know. It was good that they had the evidence to help us, but yes. it was bad for them that they had evidence <laughs> against them. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. 
Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And um, so, you're what? So, what are you guys going to be busy as well during the day on this weekend? We we we're there from open till close. We're talking to people and letting them uh, climb on motorcycles and uh, entertaining kids. We're we're having a good time. Especially the kids, they quite the distraction. I'm they sure have, that's great. They have had so much fun uh, taking photos with our stuff. So they're available for selfies. <laughs> All right, super. All right, we got a bail. Um, we will be back right after these messages. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gilman and special guest PC Sean Shapiro. Sean, we've got a, a big uh, weekend over to the Honda Indy. It's loud. It's very loud. If, again, I forgot hearing protection. Definitely so, need to do that tomorrow. Tip for anyone going to the Honda Indy. Go to the Honda booth. They have sunglasses and ear protection that oh. they give for free until they run out. Oh, I got I to gotta stop there. That's great because it's important. I mean, you know, otherwise you find out after the fact and then it's after the fact and it's too late. You, you can't hear. Well, no. I, I've got I've got hearing loss from uh, racing my Honda for several years. Well, here you should get one of these, Brian. I just What's perusing that, the internet and yes. there's a big show coming up in the Porsche Vision 357 Speedster. I, that's totally news to me. Yeah, well, that's why it's on the news. Uh, it's uh, It looks like a 356. It doesn't have a top, but it also doesn't have an ICE engine. Of course, it's got to be electric. It's electric, and um, it's functional, and it has like a gigawatt or a thousand horsepower or something because you've yes. got motors on both axles, and, yes. uh, and it's fast. It, well, I, I, it's got to be related to the car that I saw at Watkins Glen uh, right. a few weeks ago. So they had a full-blown... Uh, Porsche Cayman race car, mm-hmm. but it was all electric. And oh. same same sort of thing, twin motor, lots of power, way more power than it would normally have in in, in our championship, for example. But uh, it they, they ran it for um, half an hour straight, um, full full speed, mm-hmm. and no issues at all. And the three days to charge after, or uh, who knows? They pro- they probably had a you know, they had a couple of clones of it, and uh, they just rolled them out when they needed them again because it would have taken forever to, but to wonder, recharge the thing. But you know, but but that's the enticing thing. You know, you come out to this event and you can smell it and you can hear it from from miles away. Uh, when you're going to have an electric event, that's not going to happen. What are they going to do? Uh, so th- one of the things that happened this week is um, Hyundai announced the Ionic 5N, and the N is their performance brand. Yes, yes, yes. And the Ionic 5 is their their sort of boxier of the electric. So I'm, I'm driving the other one uh, today, which is the more arrow-shaped one. But the Ionic 5, I really like it. It's, it's, it's a great shape, great size, um, great range, all of the stuff that, if you like EVs, it ticks all the boxes. But they just announced the performance version of that this mm-hmm. week, and you're going to be able to take it on track. So it's got better thermal management of the battery, which is the the big thing, and then of course it's got a you know better suspension, brakes, tires, all that all that stuff for track work. Mm-hmm. So it's it's coming. Oh, also what I wanted to get uh, to get to is that they they have applied some sounds to this. Right. So yeah, it's it's not it's not the sound of the electric motor, and it's a bit synthesized, but it sounds like something. Well, no, no, really- you're right. It, it's a weird noise. I mean, I've been on the street. I'm going, what's that noise? And 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 I know it's it's from a car, but it's it doesn't sound like a car. It's just no. a weird noise. But there's a reason for that. And it's yes. because pedestrians will walk out in front of something they can't hear. This is to let them know that something's coming. It's very much uh, based in traffic safety. Especially if that guy's not going to be making a stop before he makes. You got to plan for that. <laughs> no, oh yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And they, of course, the high end cars they have they have those sounds composed by famous composers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh you know, absolutely. That you know you got to have something special with your EV. So that's what they do. They they hire these famous composers from the from the movie business, and they 
compose these sounds for their EVs. Actually, I have a friend who drives, uh, like, is it an S-Class? Anyway, he's a nice car. But but when he got it, he had to show me the mood lighting inside. Oh yes, and how you can change the, the the colors of the mood lighting, which is you know surrounds the whole inside of the car. Oh yeah, it's kind of cute. It goes now, but can you pick your composer too? Uh, no. Oh, okay. no, so, so for now, anyway, the cars that I've driven just have the the the, the one sound program. But these other high end cars, in addition to the you know the sound mm. and the lighting. They also have scents in them. Oh, how do Oh. So, you know, for example, Mercedes sort of pioneered this a, a long, long time ago. So you can change the scents of your vehicle anytime you like. Now, it is for the cabin. It's not for not for pedestrians to have a sniff. But well, we, we actually investigate a lot of people who have different scents in their in their car. Yes. Well, you know, uh, weren't, we, weren't we driving around this morning at the racetrack and already had a, there had a whiff a of cannabis? There was a very, very strong smell of uh of someone having consumed cannabis, which, you know... Well, but it's, it's okay now. Don't get me started. <laughs> well, no, 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 I mean, I'm sorry. Not when you're driving. Not when no, you're driving. No, I don't, I don't think but they no, were driving. Exactly. And, and again, I was at Budweiser's stage, you know, <laughs> yes. for a concert, and everybody there was my vintage or older, so we're all kicking back to when you'd fill Maple Leaf Gardens and you couldn't see the stage, you know, for the... The, the, the consumption of cannabis, you know. So your brain automatic, but you knew it was illegal, right? And it was like, how am I going to sneak it in? And, where, mm. and um, you know, are we going to get popped? You know, I, so I've never now, had these conversations with no, myself. No, I know me either. <laughs> but, well, but, but, but now, you see, as soon, so as soon as you hear, smell it now, yes. you're going, oh, somebody's smoking pot. You go, oh, yeah, it's legal. It's but, like, exactly. <laughs> but, but they were, in fact, they were actually doing it in, in, in the show, which I thought was kind of weird. I guess they got tired of I, I just stop do not like the smell. So for me, I'm like, it's not the smell. It's what it does to your mind. Well, that's well, spe- speaking of which, it, it, you know, whatever, it's legal, but the worst place to smell it is in traffic. Yes, it's very disconcerting. You know, and, and the big concern, of course, is that somebody's inebriated while they're driving. Yes. Absolutely, and yeah. it, it, they are not. It, you can't you, even if they were parked. You cannot consume marijuana in a parked vehicle anywhere at any time. Oh, so I mean, if if an officer stops a vehicle and asks him to roll down the window and smells pot. That there might be a reason to have a further discussion. Uh, the, the, the thing is, there's this, a distinct smell between burnt and not burnt. So if they, right. if they had if they had a legal uh, you know limit, all of a sudden there, he's an expert, eh? Yeah. Well, two I, minutes ago he never did. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> he's probably been trained. Oddly enough, I've had some training. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, well, yeah, actually, at the Ontario Police College, yes. everyone has to be exposed to not to not to inhale it and consume it, but right. to, to know what it smells like. Sure, of course. So you can actually turn around and say, yes, I I do know. I can identify it. Where did I smell it? I smelt it when I was. At the Police College. <laughs> At least that's for me. That's where. Yeah. <laughs> He's too busy having a bun. I think maybe Brian had a gummy on the way in. No, I, did, I definitely did not. That's an interesting conversation. I'm mean, hearing a lot of people who have had gummies don't realize how powerful they are. Oh yeah, and get really wrecked. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> a lot of people get pulled over for that. In fact, at the the encore to show us, I wanna take you higher. Right. Da 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 da. You like my singing? That's pretty good, Al. Well, you are you are the musician. Sly and the Family Stone. This <laughs> is Dave's Corner Garage. After the break, we're gonna have our friend Amy, who's always in a cheery mood, and that's without the use of uh, any kind of substance whatsoever. Maybe coffee. Maybe coffee. Just I, coffee. I, I don't know what it is. Amy's will be with us from Wayfair Insurance right after this break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in the studio with Alan Gelman and PC Sean Shapiro. And it's uh, Honda Indy Weekend. We're having a little bit of fun. 
Yeah. A little, little bit of racing going on. Watch one race already, but uh, I'll be back tomorrow for the big show, the IndyCar race, uh, which is just after lunch. I've not been paying attention to the schedule. I've been, I've been tied to a, a booth. Well, yeah, you've been, you've been busy over there. <laughs> if, you're coming, if you're coming to the race, it's super easy to, to get there, of course, because you can take the, the GO train or you can take the TTC. You don't have to worry about parking. And then there's this, um, what, what do you call it? It's like a, almost a midway. There's the paddock of the sports cars, and you guys are... Thunder and, Alley. Thunder Alley. That's what it's called, Thunder yeah. Alley. So you're at the end of Thunder Alley. And, and where all the fancy stuff is, big machines. Yes, yeah, lots of lots of well, lots of cars. I, I'm just there to see the race cars, my friends, in the racing <laughs> business. Brian, and you had a great race last week. Yeah, we did, we did okay. Well, we okay. did okay. We made a wee mistake, uh, so we qualified seventh. Mm-hmm. And uh, and our, our Toronto area driver Michael DeMeo, had a great run. Uh, took the car from seventh, I think, up to second in his uh, in his stint. And then we had a driver change and fuel and tires and all that stuff. And uh, then. Um, the race went entirely green, mm-hmm. which we had planned for. Right, but we short filled a little bit that we, you know, didn't quite understand with fuel. So you ran out of gas. We right actually there? ran out of gas on the last lap. Got past. We were in third, uh-huh. and got passed by two cars. Oh! Uh, then the first place car got two penalties separately, uh, and each of those penalties would have meant disqualification. So they got double disqualified. So we actually finished fourth. Oh well, and and you said the car came out unscathed. So for the no, most part, for for a change, there's not a mark on the car. I don't have to order a whole bunch of parts to fix it. It was really cool. Even and the emblem stayed on. Everything stayed on. It's <laughs> it's shocking. I know. But just remember to put some gas in it this time, eh? <sighs> I think it was defective gas. It left <laughs> on its own. Yes. Yeah, uh, no. No. It was our mistake. It was. Right. It was a calculation. We got our phones fixed up, and we have Amy Bradley with us, and she's in Lagoon City. Are you uh, on top of the water or in the water? Right beside the water, a little bit of both. Excellent. <laughs> you know what, Brian? I was laughing. I always run out of gas too, so it's okay. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. I'll let I'll let my engineer know so he feels better about it. <laughs> Amy, Amy, you do understand the E stands not for doesn't stand for enough, correct? That's exactly it. Yes, it does. And I push it, and then when there's absolutely nothing there, and you see the lines, I'm like. I think I can make it. I still think I can make it. <laughs> Is that what, except that ultimately you had to push it, like you said. Yep, yes, and I've done that before, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand that thrill. You know, I, I really don't. No, me either. <laughs> me either. Especially after you lose two positions on the racetrack. I, real, I feel well, really true. bad about that. Nothing to worry yeah. about. You know, I, you could drive it to Hamilton on the amount of gas you got left here, eh? No, I yep. don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, about that, but that's what, that's what Amy thinks. Amy, what, what, yeah. you're, what are you doing up in Aurelia? We are here at the 11th annual Romero Classic Car Event, and Lord and behold, the rain is holding off. Oh, that's so it's fantastic! It's not supposed to rain until after all of the awards are done. There's so many things to see here. A lot of vendors. The cars are still pulling in. We're up to almost 200 cars already. Now, most of the cars are are classics. Yes. Beautiful classic cars. I was already walking around when they were pulling in. 1956, Bel Air, um, Chevrolet. I was like, whoo, that's a nice one. And there were twins. Well, I call them twins. The exact same cars right beside each other. It's two brothers that have them. Actually, what so, I've of seen. Of course, I had to get pictures with them. <laughs> the brothers or the cars? The cars. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what I've seen, which is really cool, too, where somebody will take the back half of one of those cars, if it's a wrecked one, and they'll make a trailer out of it. Oh, yeah. 
And so oh, you, you got that same design. That's, that's kind of cool. Back. Yeah, I that, like that idea. Cute. Anything older than that or just basically 50s and 60s kind of cars? Oh, gosh, no. There's everything here from 2000s to the 1940s, and cars are still coming in. Okay. So there's a- all ages here today. And the best thing about it, because you know how I said there's no rain? Well, if the rain and the storm does hit, anyone who's with us is going to be covered. Covered in terms of insurance is what you're saying. Yes. Not a yep. big tent. Yeah, yeah not, <laughs> not, probably not a really big tent. <laughs> no, not a big tent at all. And one of the special coverages, which I always let people know, is we have the cherished salvage coverage that you can get with us. So if you do have a storm and let's say a tree fell on your car, because you all know we spend a lot of time fixing up these cars. They are our babies. I know our truck is. And the best thing about it, if you have that coverage, the cherished salvage, is you get to keep your unit. You get your your car back, not your unit. Ha-ha. No. <laughs> you get your car back. So in and, other words, what you can do, of course, is that you can part it out afterwards. Or you, or you can do the crazy thing. If it's something special, you can actually rebuild it. And well, no, because, no, of yeah. course. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Well, you okay, sorry, it? yeah. Yeah, you keep it, you get to rebuild it, and the ownership stays in your name, which is huge. And we all know yes. how important that ownership is and the value of your car. So your value stays. Well, sure, a lot of people may not realize that if you have a, a regular car and you write it off, well, the insurance company takes the car away from you, but but not in this That's, case. No, which is huge. So I always say we have a when people call to get a quote, it's we always recommend that and we explain it because that's a huge coverage that to get for your cars. I got a question because, though. Like you, what you said, the cars start at two thousand and go earlier. I I wouldn't think of a two thousand car as being really a classic car. It's it's twenty twenty three, Al. Well, even if you have a newer car, let's say you get <laughs> the first car off the lot. Yeah. Well, and it's um, let's. Like one of, let's say you got a Hellcat. Oh, special the first edition. one off yeah. the lot, special edition. Yeah. Well, that you're not really going to drive every every day. You're going to take good care of it, and we can actually cover that with us. Okay. So. Uh, yes. And the other thing, too, is, you know, a lot of times, you know, I, I, you guys haven't agreed upon price as far as the, the redemption value, but a lot of times you need an appraisal. What, what happens here now? No. Do you know what? That's another special thing with us. Mm-hmm. We don't need a professional appraisal on your car. The majority of them, we can just write over the phone for you because we understand your cars. We know I have one. Pretty much everyone in our collector car um, product line that insure them, we are all car enthusiasts. We understand. And you know what? If you need a professional appraisal, that's going to cost you a couple hundred dollars. So with us, that's a special thing. We don't require a professional appraisal when you want to come with us. I just asked my mate, you know, because she knows more, pretty much everything about <laughs> that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> you know, the, the thing, Amy, the you thing, know how that works. Wow. I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, do you know why you say that? I'm here, and guess what they have here? Queen's Aviation. Who doesn't want to fly? Uh, well, I think I, 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 I think I could fly. Depends on the I pilot. I sign up. 
Uh, depends it depends on, on the pilot. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, I was going to say, the, the thing about the collector car world is, is you know, uh, people who are serious about their collector cars also have a good idea about the value. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? So yes. They, 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 it's, it makes it a little bit easier. And, and on top of that, you, you know, you're, Amy, you, you're, just, you're just not part of the, the insurance business. You're part of the, the community as well. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm here, and Jamie's actually at my booth. I see he was just at the Ramblers collector car show. He's like, Amy, you're here. I'm like, yes, I am, Jamie. And we were just talking. And I said, well, are you coming tomorrow? Which tomorrow is the classic on Kent Street in Lindsay. I said, absolutely. I'll be there, too. So it's like a family within a family. Well, when you're in the collector car industry, because you all look after each other. That one in Lindsay is the 16th annual. They could be doing that for a long time, eh? They have been. Well, since COVID, they stopped for the last couple of years, and this is the first year back. Now, so, did, did I hear you say Rambler, by the way? Rambler. You mean? Yeah, that was in Port Perry. You, so there's people that love those cars, too, and, and, and keep them, eh? Oh, gosh, yeah. Wow. It was the... That one at the Rambler Club, it's your AMCs. So all of those cars are there. Okay, I'd understand if there was like a Javelin or something there, but, but, you know, a a, a classic, like an an old, like I used to have one, and we used to call it the Little Hearse. Oh, yeah. It it was like this little black station wagon. Yes. With a three on the tree. It was a piece of junk. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) So I'm thinking, who would want to restore something like that? If, if I saw it, I would just have terrible memories of how it used to break down on me. Yep, yep. Makes yep. all kinds, though, eh? It, it does. You know, <laughs> something like that, you could, you know, you could, you could resto mod it, put a Hellcat drivetrain in yes, it. That'd be so can. cool. Yeah, but... You know what? Talk about that. I have a little Volkswagen here that put a Porsche engine in it. <laughs> Why not? And when he goes, I said, oh, Nelly. I said, so you'll go? He goes, oh, I can go. I'm like... Hmm. Don't want to hear about that. But yeah, I don't want to no, hear about that. Just <laughs> take it to the track. Take it to the track. <laughs> That's exactly it. But these are what you do. Like you get one and you just love the whatever car you enjoy and you fix it up. You can put whatever engine in you want on it. Like even our, and it's good to get the younger kids in for these collector cars. Like our boys mm-hmm. are starting to work on the 66 F-150. So Justin's out there, and it's just a, like, we'll never get rid of that truck. It's, right. a, it's just awesome. Super. We're going to have to wrap it up. Wayfair Insurance. How do they get in touch with you, Amy? Go to rvingtips.ca. And just to let you know, after this weekend, Great Canadian RVs having an open house. If you want to meet Corey Perry, the NHL hockey player guy, he's going to be there. James Dean, um, he's going to be singing some country music. So come see me there next weekend, too. All right, so it comes to cars, comes to trailers. Amy's got you covered. She's got insurance. Absolutely. The best coverage at the best price. Amy, thanks for having us. For, well, oh, no. thanks for having we had, me. Thanks for joining us, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Amy. <laughs> okay, have a good day, everyone. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage having a blast here at the uh, Zoomer Studios, and we'll be right back.
All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. I'm back. Uh, Brian is be with us in a second. We've got um, Sean Shapiro, the voiceover cop. Why is it called, why you call the voiceover cop? So voiceover for voiceover work. I was doing all the uh, the the sounds uh, and not sounds. I'm not a special effects guy, but uh, <laughs> doing all the the uh, narrative work for training videos. And okay. When I was trying to create a handle, trying to figure out what to call myself, I was some guy who was cop with the hair, and other people are you know that the towing and pounds cop. Well, I was the voiceover cop. I was that's what I was doing. Yeah, I don't think towing with the hair would work. Uh, towing with a hair, bad idea. <laughs> that, that doesn't meet the, the requirements for towing. All right, speaking of visibility, I mean, you know, a lot of people find that, you know, I, my complaint or, or, I don't know, gripe, I guess, is that, you know, because you don't see the presence, the police presence, certainly not with marked cars. Remember, we were talking about they used to be bright yellow. Now they're gray, so they blend in. Apparently, that's better. But but people don't realize they're there. And, and, and when they don't have that fear in them that they're going to get caught for doing something, they do all kinds of stupid crap. Unmarked vehicles or subdued vehicles are fantastic for enforcement, and people get upset because they're not bright, you know, colored, right. because they want to be warned when to behave. Well, you need to follow the rules at all times. And the wonderful thing with uh, these these unmarked or, or stealth vehicles is that people act naturally and do what they would do if we weren't there, and that's breaking the law very often. Yeah, uh, I, I understand what you're saying. It, it does make sense, obviously, you know, because if you see that old yellow or black and white, you you knew right away to to, to observe watch your P's and Q's, but, but I, I, I think that if people realized how many officers were on the road, which they can't see anyways, maybe they would drive a little smarter, use their brain instead of just their right foot. I, I, I was going to say, I wish that were true. Yeah, I was going to say exactly the same thing. I told Sean the other day, I went to uh, Burlington, and uh, at the, right by the Ford plant, there's the, the merge happening, and it's uh, rush hour, mm. and uh, of course, a gentleman on a motorcycle is lane splitting, and not only that, he had one of those mechanisms that hid his license plate. Oh, really? So his license plate was... Could flip? Yeah, it was all tucked up underneath the fairing of the, of the, uh, the, the back of the bike. Couldn't, could not see the license plate at all, and, uh, and, and the gentleman was, was lane splitting. I was, you know, and with that volume of traffic and the way people drive in this part of the world, I was expecting somebody to, to quickly change lanes and take him out, but he was, uh, he was long gone. Survived that day. We, we recently caught someone doing 233 kilometers an hour uh, in, in a vehicle. It wasn't a motorcycle in this situation. They were driving on the 427, uh, weaving through traffic, ended up on 27. They, 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 were, they were in the city of Toronto when they were stopped, and they were, uh, they were arrested for dangerous driving. It's a criminal charge. And the, the people, people don't understand that it's not just speeding. It's not just going somewhere quicker. They are putting lives at risk when they do these ridiculous things. And those that are lane splitting are not just putting themselves at risk. It's the people they hit. Uh, we, we recently had another vehicle, a motorcycle in this case, uh, doing somewhere in the vicinity of 150. They were, they were clocked out, I think, 130 when they were charged with stunt driving. Uh, and, and it seems to be an everyday occurrence now. So we're, we're absolutely uh, looking to find those drivers and adjust their behavior one ticket at a time. Yeah, you know, and this is this is the thing: the, the, driving those speeds on public roads is the dumbest idea ever. Especially, you know, if you, if you think you're a good driver, I can tell you, you're not. Um, I, I've I've trained thousands of drivers and uh, might be proficient at driving a really uh, a car really well at a racetrack. And the road is not the racetrack; it is it is too unpredictable. It, it it's just not the right environment to do that. And these days, unlike when I was a kid, these days it's easy to get cheap track time. So if you want to drive fast, take it to the track. And go-karting tracks. There's electric. There's one of the Downsview Motorways, K1 Raceways. That's right. They, it's a great opportunity for someone who wants to get that feel of speed and get some... some it's not the same as driving, but it is certainly a place to, uh, to get uh, some fun uh, track time without breaking the law. And make sure you, when you leave the parking lot that you don't take those same skills to the drive. 
to the, the regular <laughs> yeah. states. It's so funny. We, we see so many people that, that make minor errors. And they, they one of my most annoying comments that I get on uh, social media is, why don't we have an Autobahn? Why don't we have the ability to go faster? My car has Bembo brakes. I can handle it. Mm-hmm. And and these excuses and, and belief that we, we have better cars, better technology, and roads that can handle better speeds, why aren't we doing it? And they're just annoyed. that There is a general belief that our speeds are too low on our highways. You know, which is which is bizarre. I mean, the, the what what has to happen hand-in-hand hand with... Forget forget about the, the road infrastructure, but what has to happen is driver training standards. And the reason that Germany has an Autobahn and you know their 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 you know crash rates are are similar or maybe better than here mm-hmm. is because the drivers are, spend two years of very serious training and it, and it's no joke. You if if you want to get your your driver's license in Germany, it's a serious process. Ireland too. Yeah. Uh, it, it's simply we have it. It's too easy to get a license here. And people say, well, we should make it easier. No, no. It, it is it is already too easy. I think we should be raising the standards, not lowering them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, once somebody's got their ticket, um, you know, you, you you can't adjust their attitude. I mean, I I, I I had a customer in, and he was talking about this or that, and he said, uh, he said, well, well, I'm a blocker. And I said, you're a what? And he said, uh, I'm a blocker. I said, what, what does that mean? He says, I'm the guy who drives in the left lane and, and holds up traffic. And I said, are, you're wearing that as a badge of honor here. What, I, I think you're... That, that is the most passive-aggressive thing. And forget, I said, about well, the, forget about driving. That's just a passive-aggressive I said, aggressive well, why do you do that? And he said, well, I think people drive too fast, and this way they'll slow down. Like he's he's trying to do his own his own personal safety cop kind of thing. So, so I, I don't disagree that, that, that people drive too fast and break the law, and if you're trying to pass someone by going anything over the speed limit, you are in the wrong. Right. But... Because people will speed, and we know they will speed, uh, don't be that person because you're going to force someone to um, pass you on the right in a dangerous maneuver, and you're putting lives at risk. So if you want to do the speed limit like I do, stay in the right lane. Uh, let the speeders stay in the left lane. It's easier for us to catch them, by the way. It helps us out. Yeah. Uh, we have to only aim at one lane instead of three. Yes. Make our lives easier. <laughs> no, it's, I, it's it's more da- it's more dangerous in traffic if, if a car is forced to pass somebody on the right. And, it if, you know... In a lot of jurisdictions in this part of the world, people don't observe that. People love sitting in the left lane uh, for whatever reason. Americans more than Canadians, by the way. It is against the law. It is, it, and it's against the law. It, it is. There is uh, under the Highway Traffic Act. There's two things. Uh, there's slower movers. St- uh, st- sorry, slower traffic move to the right or stay to the right. Uh, fail to. Uh, uh, well, there's a, there's a bunch of things, but one of them is is unnecessary slow driving. Now, I couldn't lay a charge in my opinion, of unnecessary slow driving if you were doing the speed limit or, oh. or five over in the left lane, but failing to stay to the right if you're a slower moving, slower moving vehicle. I can't speak today. Uh, that, that is something that we could lay. And the OPP do it all the time. So I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. What I, what I, what I do see, though, is because, is, uh, of course, I drive a lot. And and uh, I I spend way too much time behind the wheel, but on the on the freeways, I see people pulled over all the time for speeding egregiously. We have in Toronto, we have a Vision Zero enforcement team. They're a dedicated group of officers who go out and look for those who are speeding, driving aggressively, driving distracted, or driving impaired. Uh, there's lots of things they could be writing, but they focus on those because those lead to serious injury and death on our roads every single day. Uh, and and we any number any death is is, is too many. Mm-hmm. No, but again, you're you're talking metro. Well, we have two expressways in, in Toronto. We've got the Fred Gardner Expressway, the FGX, and we also have uh, the DVP, the Don Valley Parkway. Uh, and and I, I say them out uh, their actual names because yes. people, what, what is that? It's like, they only know them by their acronyms, <laughs> and, and those are those are city of Toronto jurisdiction. Uh, right. When you as get into the four hundred, right, which right. are OPP. Now that doesn't mean that we cannot write a ticket on the OPP, uh, you know, grounds. We we absolutely will stop a vehicle for there. We just don't focus our enforcement efforts there. That's their job. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of enforcement, e-bikes or these oh. e-scooters are just growing in numbers. It's like they're multiplying in my neighborhood. They, they are everywhere, and uh, there's been limited enforcement surrounding them. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been trying to approach it by education. Seems like it's not working. I think you're going to find a lot more uh, enforcement coming their way. Uh, Clearly defining what they are and understanding and making sure everybody understands what they are. Most of these vehicles are motor vehicles and don't benefit from the the reclassification or or being deemed under the HTA, the Highway Traffic Act, to be bicycles. So an e-bike, if it goes more than 32 kilometers or has a motor that is more than 500 watts, that's a motorcycle. I, I saw one. On, I saw one on Center Street, and I'm thinking it's a full-on motorcycle. Yes. And and uh, and the guy was at least wearing a helmet. But when I got close, it it just had a big E on the back where the license plate would be. Yes. Well, they're the ones that look like sport bikes have been sold, and the people selling them are, are doing an injustice to the, those who are buying them because they're telling them that they're e-bikes and they conform. Well, they put a little switch on it, and that switch takes it from 90 kilometers an hour f- top speed down to 50 and then down to 32. That is still a motorcycle, even if you have a little switch on it. It's right. capable of going more than 32, has a motor bigger than 500, and they're going to start getting big, big tickets for no insurance. So what if they put the training wheels on them? Training wheels, I think, gets you out of it. If you look like a weenie when you're riding. Uh... Well, no, but I, I wondered why. No, someone, I asked somebody, why do they have these little wheels? He goes, well, so they can get by the law. I mean, that's Pedals, I think you mean pedals. The tra- oh, you're right. Sorry, it's yeah. pedals, not training wheels. They must have pedals in order to be quiet. So you take the pedals off, they're instantly a motorcycle again. Me bad. I'm Wild. having a heck of a day today. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Training wheels. To sum this all up, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and PC Sean Shapiro, and uh, it's it looks like it's going to be a beautiful weekend. Uh, I'm I'm totally focused on uh, on the Honda Indy though. Um, well, they have rain tires. They do have rain tires. I saw I saw lots of them in the in the pits. That looks like it's going to rain later. Might rain tomorrow. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm I'm here for the sports car race because uh, some of my friends are are racing uh, Hyundai's as well as AMG's like like we have. Now I know they put up grandstands. Are they covered? No. Uh, so, well, the hospitality is, which is where I'll be tomorrow. Okay. So if you're looking for me tomorrow, I'll be in the, one of the hospitality tents. But uh, the big grandstand, though, that's that's open. Okay. So bring an umbrella, bring some uh, wet weather gear, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I think later today it's gonna it's definitely going to rain and, and maybe tomorrow. But it uh, should be an exciting race. Well, we had Sean Shapiro with us in the studio, and he's, got, he's down at the show, and our friend Kerry Schmidt is down there as well. And, uh, you know, just trying to help out and, and, and making these roads safe for people. I, I guess at a certain point, complaining and bitching about a whole bunch of stuff too but I, I, it, it's it's is, is it more the people or more the vehicles that they're driving well vehicles don't do things unless the drivers make them do them uh you know it's, it's like when we talk about uh, gun violence it's not the gun that kills people that's the person holding it oh so, that's like brian too cars don't understeer by themselves th- that's right? exactly right, it. Right, right, the, right, right, you know the, the the car the car does what the driver tells it to do it's really simple and garbage in, garbage out when it comes to computers. It's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. The person behind the wheel is, is making the decision or is completely oblivious to their actions and shouldn't be on the road at all. I, uh, another station, uh, Jim Richards, he used to call them obliviates. Obliviates. Oh, I would like that. It's a great line, great line, <laughs> obliviates, yeah. People are just so stupid. I mean, you know, they're, anyways. Well, well, we've changed. We've added a whole bunch of distractions. You know, if someone looked at our 88 Plymouth and said, hey, there's like, there's nothing in there. Right. Yeah. I said, yeah, you're just driving. 
There's no <laughs> stereo. There's no air conditioning. Uh, there's just a car. And and the, we have so many distractions within new vehicles. Uh, that the and and also our lives. I mean, it was so simple when we didn't have a, a, a phone. I mean, what was a phone back then? It was yeah. like it was wired to your kitchen wall. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the, the the thing is, humans were not meant to drive motor vehicles, and we've we've had to adapt. And they and you know, engineers have had to adapt these motor vehicles to humans, and it's not perfect. But we also believe that we're multitaskers. How many ah. people put that on their resumes? Oh, yes. We are not. No, nope. Our brain doesn't multitask. Nope. We do one thing at a time and switch between them quickly, and some of us switch a little slower than others. Do you know what? I, and, and I knew <laughs> that's someone a, That's who, a nice way to put it. I know uh, someone who wore that as a crown. I mean, they, they thought that they were good and smart and intelligent because they were able to do that. And, 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 but, but you can't. No, you can't. No. It just absolutely, doesn't work. Absolutely, you can't. And, I, I guess in the olden days, at least your horse had a brain. Yeah, exactly. So the exactly. horse would realize, hang on, I'm not, i got to stop. Yes, you know? and for, for those who say, well, there's some self-driving cars out there, just for the record, there are no cars that drive themselves available for sale. The, you, uh, coming into work on Friday morning, uh, all the road closures were in place, and I watched a Tesla trying to figure out how to get through on Lakeshore at Strawn. Right. Not Strachan, by the way. Somebody on the radio is going to call it Strachan. Uh, so Strawn, and, and this vehicle was, was basically bobbing and weaving between uh, pylons. And it finally stopped, and they had to do a U-turn and go the other way. And I had, at that point, I assume it was no longer in full self-drive. Oh, so that a, you think it was on autopilot? What, what human being would drive towards orange cones? And I mean, it didn't make any sense. I mean, it's possible. It is possible. But being a Tesla, I'm going to assume it was a computer trying to figure it out. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and it, you know, as, as as much as Tesla calls this full self-driving. It still does not drive itself. It's a bit. beta. It's beta oh, software. Well, which makes us all participating in the beta as well, which is I'm not a fan of. But so here's the question: Is a car with that kind of software better than someone who's driving the car but on their phone? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Remember, it's not driving. You are supervising it, and if you yes. are not supervising it, you're still responsible 110 percent for what it does. Yes. Uh, it. it I, I wouldn't upgrade to the latest version of my phone software in beta mode. Mm-hmm. Why would I let a car drive me around in it? Life is a little more important. Mm-hmm. No yeah. question about it. Yeah. Now there's lots of technology. You know, all these new cars that I drive, they 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 do have great uh, level two sort of uh, adaptive cruise and lane keep and, and that sort of thing. And they work really great. They, they work really well and they're they're a safety feature. Um, but yeah, no, there are no cars available that drive themselves. Period. Full stop. Don't you know whatever 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 uh, the TV tells you, it's not true. Marketing is a thing. Yeah, well, marketing's great with that stuff. <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, uh, I just read today, too, that uh, the Tesla is going to the Munich Car Show. You know why? Why? Because sales are slowing down. Yes, you know? they are. You had your initial people who wanted electric cars, but not everybody's getting on the bandwagon no, so quick. No, the, the, the early adopters have slowed the maybe, uptake of EVs. Maybe you can explain something to me. A friend of mine bought a Tesla, and it, the same car he bought for 90 is now worth 70. How does that work? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank <laughs> you. John, we got to run. Thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure. All right, great. And keep up that great work you do. Thank and, you very much. You know, keeping the, the, our drivers informed. And, uh, mm. and, and if you uh, lose track of attention and you've got a nice-looking car, don't forget you can go to Wayfair Insurance and get coverage for that. We want to thank Amy Bradley for joining us. And if you're in Aurelia tomorrow, check it out. Great car show, and she will be there. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll see you next week, everyone. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.